Hello everybody and welcome to episode 17 of the Unlocking British English podcast. My name is Shane and in today's episode we're going to be talking about British people and foreign languages, specifically whether many British people actually speak any foreign languages. But before we get into the full episode, firstly I'd just like to say thank you to all of you that have been supporting the podcast, listening to the podcast, um, sharing the podcast with their friends, messaging on Instagram or sending emails about the podcast. Uh, yeah, massive thank you to everyone. Uh, I love podcasts, listening to them and making them, but one thing that's not so good about the whole podcast platform is that it's quite hard to get feedback, right? If I put a video up on YouTube, for example, you've got the comments, it's right there, it's very easy. Uh, but with a podcast, I can see that people are downloading it, I can see that more people are downloading it every day. Um, but I don't know anything, I don't know much further than that. So uh, to all of you that have taken the time to send me a message uh, about the podcast to suggest topics for future episodes, uh, I just want to say a huge thank you to all of you guys and just to all of you in general for listening. Um, and yes, secondly, of course, as always, if you would like to download the transcript for this episode so that you can listen along while, oh, sorry, while you, so you can read along while you are listening, uh, look up any words that you don't know and generally improve your listening comprehension, you can do that for free right now on the website. It's www.unlockingbritishenglish.com or just go to the description box wherever you are listening to this episode. So with all that out of the way, do British people speak foreign languages? So British people are actually quite famous for not speaking foreign languages. A lot of people assume um, that we don't speak any foreign languages, at least not to any meaningful level, um, or even that we don't have, you know, just any general interest um, in foreign languages. And so I thought that I would look into it a little bit and talk about it today. You know, is that true? And if so, why? Why is that the case? Um, and so, yes, Basically, the assumptions are mostly true. Okay, when we look at the statistics, uh, on average, 62% of people in the UK can only speak English. They can't speak another language apart from English. So 62%, 6 2, uh, so well over 50%, the easy majority, um, can only speak one language. So uh, less than 40% of Britons will speak at least one foreign language. Um, now I will say here, I don't know how these statistics take into account things like uh, multilingual families or bilingual families, right? If you have a uh, an English speaking parent and then a, a non-English speaking parent, I don't know if that's factored into these statistics, whether this is looking at uh, households of purely English speakers or not, or etc, etc. But uh, yeah, so that's to say there's maybe a few things that affect these numbers uh, in different ways. But um, yeah, generally speaking, if you were to stop someone on the street in, a, in the UK and ask them if they speak a foreign language, chances are they're going to say no. And so why is that? Because the fact that we don't speak foreign languages is certainly not for a lack of trying, right? It's not because we don't study them. So in the UK, it's very common for children to start studying a foreign language around the age of 11. Um, most of us start with, with French. 
but it's also very common that by the time a child reaches 14 or 15, they're going to have completely given up languages. So they're going to have stopped studying languages by the time they're 14. So we've basically got this little three-year window where we're exposed uh, to languages in school at least. And so uh, why don't young people continue with languages at school? The reason most often given is just that people don't believe that they're going to be able to get a good grade in that subject. So we're given a language as a mandatory subject, but as soon as we have the option to drop it, we drop it because we think that there are other subjects that we will be able to get better grades in easier. So it's not so much to do with the language itself, it's more to do with the difficulty of the subject and the likelihood of you actually getting a good grade in that subject, you know, versus, I don't know, science or history or something like that. Um, so the way that we learn languages in school is slowly, slowly starting to change, but not so much. So, you know, maybe in the future that will change. Um, but for now, you know, most students um, just just don't believe that they're going to be able to get a good grade. And then so they don't put much value in the subject of language uh, in the environment uh, of the schools, in the school environment. Right. Um, so there are ideas to introduce languages from a younger age. Um, and there are also plans to, to continue to broaden the choices that we have, uh, what subjects, sorry, what languages we can study as a subject in school. When I was in school, um, and for most people uh, of my age, even if, you, if, even if you lived in a bigger city where you had options or access to more subjects, most people when we were in school, we have the choices of studying French, Spanish and German. Okay, so those are the three options that we have. Most people will choose French or Spanish because that's likely a language that they've had some sort of contact before. Um, and yeah, so French, Spanish and German. Um, we, we don't have options for Italian. We didn't have options for Portuguese, for Polish, for Mandarin, for whatever else. Um, this is actually changing or has already started to change quite a lot, um, especially in the cities. Um, it's very common now for you to be able to find in schools children studying Arabic, studying Mandarin, studying Urdu or Hindi or different um, different Indian languages. Um, and I think that this, this is going to be a really big factor personally in changing our perspective on language learning, especially from a young age. Because like I mentioned, we think of the the subject as being a hard subject in school, but I don't actually think that that's the whole story. Um, I think that generally speaking, if you speak to an English person uh, or an English speaker about why they don't learn languages or if they would ever have any intentions on learning another language, the response you'll most often get is that they don't really see a point, they don't really see the purpose why would I learn French? Why would I learn Spanish? Um, and so let's explore this idea in general. This What's the point? Because I think it can be very easy to just think that, well, people don't think there's any point because they don't care. They don't like other people. They don't like other countries, other cultures. And unfortunately, there is some of that. Of course, there are people that 
don't necessarily have much interest in other cultures, right? They like to go to Spain and sit on the beach and eat tapas and drink sangria, but they don't want to have to speak Spanish, right? They like going to different countries and visiting different things maybe, but they want to have a comfortable experience and uh, not have to worry about trying to learn another language and blah, blah, blah. Um, so unfortunately, you do have those people that are just not interested. But I actually think that this... this this issue is a little bit deeper than that and i think it goes it comes down to the fact that there's there's we don't really have any exposure or motivation from a young age to to learn a foreign language and so it's very easy for english speakers to grow up thinking there's no real need for them to to learn a foreign language and there's no real reason to think that they're actually wrong in a lot of cases. So if I come back to this idea of, of broadening the amount of choices, you know, now we've got more Arabic, we've got more Mandarin, we've got more Hindi and these kind of things. Why is that important? Well, if you think about the UK specifically, obviously we are literally isolated from the rest of Europe. You know, we're living on our little island. Um, and for, a, well, for a variety of reasons, we don't have a lot of foreign language in our media, right? We don't hear Spanish songs on the radio. We don't see French films on the telly, um, you know, whatever else. So we grow up in England, around English speakers, with people speaking England, uh, speaking English, sorry, listening to English music, seeing, uh, you know, English in the films and on telly and all this kind of stuff. And so, you know, as a as a young child, for example, growing up in Manchester, if you're a, an 11 year old child in Manchester and you s turn up at school one day and now someone's trying to teach you French, it's very it's very difficult to explain to that child why. What is the actual purpose of learning French? Now, it, it can, it's very easy for us, for everyone here listening, because we're learning languages to understand, you know, the kind of cultural enrichment that you can get from learning a language, the ways in which it can help you grow as a person, the new things that you can learn about, the new things that you can discover about. Um, but as an, you know, in this example, we take this 11 year old kid who's starting to learn French, lives in the inner city of Manchester. What is his motivation? What is her motivation? What is their motivation? They don't have French-speaking friends, probably. They don't listen to French music. They don't see French films. They don't um, have a lot of French restaurants around, this, that, and the other. And so I don't use this example to say there's anything wrong with French. There's, there's obviously not. But it is quite easy to see where this kind of lack of inspiration, lack of motivation will come from because there's just no real exposure. Um, to these kind of languages, especially to languages like French and Spanish. That's not to say there aren't French and Spanish speakers in the UK, but living and growing up in the UK, you're, you're not exposed to it in a way that would ever make you think that your life would benefit from learning this language, especially to a high level. And so that isn't really the case with other languages, right? It's, it's easy to do that with French, but if we take Arabic or Mandarin, for example... That isn't the case. An 11-year-old an growing up in, in the inner city Manchester, he has friends that are from Arabic families that speak Arabic. He has friends that speak Mandarin. He, you know, they uh, are exposed maybe to more of the music and uh, the restaurants and all this different stuff. 
there are more immediate reasons for a younger child to understand why they would benefit from understanding this language and being able to communicate in this language when we start to broaden out our the amount of choices that we have. So I do really believe that yeah, the inclusion of languages like Arabic and like Mandarin especially and Hindi um, is going to make a huge, huge impact because uh, I think people are going to be able to see earlier on that there that there is actually a reason to, to learn these things. Um, so that's the first thing. We have this lack of exposure, lack of uh, motivation from a young age that can lead people to think, well, there's no real point. That isn't actually the only thing, though. Um Often people think about learning a foreign language in relation to travel, right? So if I want to travel to Portugal, well, I'll learn Portuguese and then I can have a better time traveling around in Portugal. But a lot of English people don't think like that. A lot of English people think, well, most people speak English, so... Do I need to learn Portuguese? Could I not just go to Portugal, speak English and, I don't know, just kind of get by with what I can get by with? And the problem is that, of course, while that's not true across the board, right, every Portuguese person doesn't speak English, you do find English in a lot of places, right, almost everywhere. And so this is a belief that my perspective on this belief has changed since I've started teaching English because previously, before I started teaching English, I would have taken this point of view, this this idea that, well, I don't need to learn a foreign language to travel because everyone speaks English. Before I started teaching English myself, I found that viewpoint to be arrogant, right? To be a bit ignorant, um, you know, just, just to be a bit shameful almost, really. It's kind of like, well, that's ridiculous. Of course, everyone doesn't speak English. And it's true, everyone doesn't speak English, but what I have found from my time teaching, and I've taught, you know, a lot of people now, over 700 students, thousands of classes, um, I have met a lot of people from non-English speaking countries. In fact, the majority of my students um, that are learning English are learning it to travel to non-English speaking countries, okay? When I have students from Russia, from Poland, um, from Japan that want to travel to Spain, to Portugal, to Germany, to, Fr to France. They don't think about learning Spanish, Portuguese, French, Italian, German, whatever. They think about learning English because to them, English is the language that's going to give them the most for their money, right? It's going to give them the, the, the most results for the least amount of effort, right? Because if I can learn one language and get by in most places, then that's better than learning five languages and getting by in most places. So the idea of using English as kind of a lingua franca, as a language that can help you in most countries, it is a little bit uh, presumptuous. It is a little bit arrogant, but it's not that misinformed, okay? I, I do think that actually English is a language that can be very profitable for people um, when they're traveling, no matter where they're traveling. And again, that's not to say that everyone in every country speaks English and you can just travel anywhere, speak English and assume you'll be understood. That isn't the case. 
But if we think about how much time does the average person have, how much time can they invest into learning a language, and what kind of results are they actually going to get back from that, it does make sense that most people would just stick with English. And so when you have a native English speaker thinking about traveling to Europe, to France, to Spain, to Portugal, to whatever, or to any other, you know, non-English speaking country, um, you know, I personally am of the belief that you should try and learn a bit of that language. And, you know, for my travel plans in the future, I will be trying to learn at least a little bit of the language of the country that I'm going to. But I don't think it's as ridiculous as it can seem to think that English is going to get you quite far. And so whilst I would prefer that more English people would learn more foreign languages when they're traveling, um... I can understand why some people just don't bother, why some people think that it's just not really worth the effort, um, even if they do accept that, yes, you know, if I go to France and I can speak French, I'm going to have a much richer um, experience, even if they understand and accept that, they're still not necessarily going to be that motivated because they recognize that I can still go and do that holiday, speak in English and do most of the things that, um, that, that I would want to do, right? And so, yeah, you know, we, we I, I suppose that these are kind of the key reasons, right? You know, from a young age, we have very little exposure to foreign languages, uh, certainly to the foreign languages that we've traditionally been taught, which leads to uh, just a lack of motivation in general. Um, further than that, when we think about traveling, um, it's not just English speakers that think of English as a lingua franca as it relates to traveling. It's not just English speakers that think of English as the most uh, useful language to learn if you're trying to travel to as many countries as possible. Uh, most of the world thinks like that. And so it's not completely ridiculous to think that English people would follow that line of thinking and not uh, invest the time and effort that is necessary to learn a foreign language. Um, and then finally, I think the other thing which still kind of leads out from our experience in school is that a lot of people just think it's really difficult and don't believe that they actually can learn a foreign language. Um, a lot of people that I've spoken to, like my friends and people of similar age to me that I've spoken to since I've started learning foreign languages have kind of just jumped into that um, that frame of mind to assume that, you know, I have something that just works in my brain that can just figure out languages. I'm a, quote, language person, and they're not. And And a lot of people think like that. You know, we have the experience of studying a language for several years in school, we get pretty much nowhere with it, and we allow that experience to inform our understanding of our own language abilities. So, I failed at language in school, thus I am not good at, at learning languages. No, you failed at learning a language in school because schools suck at teaching languages. But that is the belief and the feeling that we have. That I, it's too difficult that I can't learn a language, adults can't learn languages, etc 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 so the combination of all of those things leads to well 62% if not more of britons only speaking english so do british people british people speak foreign languages some but not really do i think more british people are going to speak foreign languages in the future yes yes i do um, don't get me wrong, I don't think that, um, you know, every English person is going to start speaking, 
you know, tons of foreign languages and all this stuff, different stuff. But I definitely think that especially the younger generation now are going to have a lot more motivation for learning foreign languages. I think they're going to see a lot more relevance in their lives, reasons for which they might want to actually learn a foreign language. And if we can start to change the way that we teach languages in schools, then I think that we are going to be able to combine that extra motivation with some actual results. And yeah, if we can get people motivated and actually getting results in learning, then I think that's going to start a nice, you know, snowball effect. So I'm not expecting half the country to turn into, you know, multi-language speaking people overnight. But I do think that 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now, we're going to see a big difference in both the number of people that speak languages, other languages in England, and the general attitude towards foreign languages. So, yeah, I guess that is pretty much everything that I wanted to talk about today. Um, yeah, another random topic for us, um, foreign languages and British people and stuff. So, yeah, um, yeah, I guess that's everything. I don't have anything else in my head to say. So yeah, I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. I hope you found it interesting. If you have any thoughts or comments, as always, please let me know. Send me a message on Instagram or on the website or email me. And yeah, thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and I'll look forward to speaking to you again in the next one.